This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Be amazed. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. News on the hour, every hour, right here on Baylor One. Welcome to Baylor One News. I'm Yardley Smite, sitting in for Jacarando Cheese. The city of Baylor's digital infrastructure is suffering major failures and malfunctions due to what experts are calling a massive viral infection. Major utility loss is widespread across much of the metro area, and at least 14,000 residents are still without power since early last night. Kevin Feller is live with the story. Thanks, Yardley. At a major press conference this morning, social and corporate representatives tried to assure the public that they were doing everything within their power to bring the situation under control. Well, this is a very serious situation, as the public does know, but they should also know that the best people in our company and companies all across our city are working non-stop to purge this viral infection from the city's infrastructure. And I might add that we are also working alongside the authorities to make sure to hold responsible those responsible for it. One aspect making the situation more difficult for experts is the strong supernatural component to this virus. Reports are coming in for businesses and homes from all around the city of computer screens suddenly lighting up with disturbing images, screams being emitted from inside processors, blood coming out of hard drives, and pop-up screens advertising penis enhancements for the price of the consumer's soul. This is Kevin Feller, live from the Baylor Courthouse. Please stay tuned to Baylor One. We'll update you on this story as it develops. And now back to Morning Jolt with Palin Stokes. Right here on Baylor One. My, my, my. All right, all right. How's that for a wake-up call then, eh? Hey, are you listening, boffins? Hello. I know you're out there. I can hear the groans from here. Well, we have some uh, strange goings-on, or stranger than usual, anyway, uh, in the city of tomorrow. But if you have any eye on the pavement reports, you'd be willing to impart before I continue to turn you upside your collective heads. Feel free to give me a jingle here in the studio. Let's see you put those fuzzy powers of observation to some productive use, besides trying to spot an opening into someone's thong, if you know what I mean. <laughs> in a minute, weather and club happenings. Only the cream and only the best shows make the cut. So uh, get those PDAs ready. Oh, looks like we have a call already. Line one, you're on the air. Give us a page from the X-Files, why don't you? Am I on? And that's for us to judge, my boy. What's your name? Okay, okay, this is Flipper from Intertech Dorm 5. I have a theory about what happened last night. I got it all worked out. Lay it on us. We are all audio receptors, good sir. Okay, okay. For years now, I've spotted a pattern that proves the use of broadband wireless scanners in conjunction with nanotechnology mind-control devices being added to our energy drinks. The corporate puppet masters are attempting to use the internet-enabled mouse to compel us to buy their products and ultimately turn us into mindless consumer slaves. (laughs) Lovely. Sounds like you've got a clean head start on the mindless part. No, no, it's true. I've seen the doc 
documents and my friend has to prove it. I am serious. Now let me finish. For too long we have yoked at the bloody cart of the corporate before, controlling... before you continue, do you use the normal bake foil for the headwear? Or do you order some sort of special industrial grade stuff? Huh? Oh, <laughs> I don't wear tinfoil hats. <laughs> That's good to hear. Silver is so last month. It's mylar. Everybody knows metal-based foil is useless. Anyway, they started putting nanorobots in our Red Bulls about 10 years ago, and there's been a long-term plan to let them build up in our vital fluids and spread them through sexual intercourse. Spectacular! Well, uh, thanks for the call there, Flip. Let us know when the meds kick in or the blokes with the restraints show up. In the meantime, consider switching a decaf. Line two. The only way to remove the nano mind control robots is drink orange. Line three. With not lethal amounts of radium or an enema with a magnetized iron filing. Will you get off my phone? <laughs> no way, corporate Tony. I have control now. My little own invention. I've hijacked your system. The world will know the truth. Ah, <laughs> bloody buffins. Well, you did say you wanted to make a major impact on Baylor. I never said that. In fact, I never said anything of the sort. Well, no, you didn't. But if you had, mission accomplished. <laughs> so, any luck figuring out what happened? Well, as near as I can figure, whatever that thing was must have piggybacked itself right into the laptop while we were having that experience at the Blackpool Dynamics office. And you never noticed it getting into the computer? Well, I can't say I was particularly looking for it, was I? But whatever it was, it also did a really good job of hiding its tracks on the way in, anyway. But not on the way out. Oh, no, no. The activity monitor on the computer has a really good record of that. A 65-gigabyte file in under three seconds. 65? Uh-huh. Ooh, no wonder it blew out the wireless yeah. and the TV mm-hmm. and the window. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, do we have to pay for all those damages? No, Metadyne's insurance covers it. Mm, corporate structure does have its perks. Yeah, except Rayburn hit the friggin' roof. So what about the laptop? Did it take any damage? No, it's functioning normal. Well, what passes for normal for it, anyway. Hmm. It uh, crisped your flash key, though. Sorry about that. Ooh. Well, it's probably for the best. I just saved my family the trouble of erasing it anyway. So it shows us a vision. It actually, for all intents and purposes, sends us back in time. It gives us this horrible vision full of lies, evidently just so it can piggyback itself onto the computer and then launch itself at the city? Makes no sense. And then why show us that last vision of all those poor employees trapped in that office with that thing coming through there? Why go to all that trouble to lie? You're thinking it's a metaphorical vision, aren't you? There's a certain internal dreamlike consistency to it, you have to admit. Hmm. So if we can hash out the symbolism of these visions, then maybe we can figure this out? Mm, possibly. I don't know, Hanover. Why would it go to all that trouble just to leave a trail for us to follow? I don't think it did. I think the laptop is interpreting this for us. Oh, please, you think that thing is on our side all of a sudden? Well, it protected itself from being stolen from us. It's given us warnings in the past, and now... I'm not sure it ever wasn't on our side, just in its own twisted, evil little way. Maybe. Unless that was its function all along. That it turned the thing loose deliberately at the most opportune moment? More than that. How paranoid do you want me to get? Feel free to go as black helicopter as you want, Nero. Well, Trevor and Croyce think that Metadyne, and by extension us, are the bad guys here... And that the laptop is the key to the whole thing. And? What if they're not wrong? You mean that Metadyne actually wants all of this to happen? I know. Metadyne is a paragon of corporate ethics. They have always have been, but you know how power is. Yeah, but I don't see what the company could possibly gain from any of this. On the other hand, Rayburn was mentioned in the vision. I think we need to arrange a little meet-and-greet with our competition. What do you think? I'll see what I can do to set it up. Cool. I just hope you're right about one thing, Hanover. What? About that vision being metaphorical. You mean all the Blackpool employees on that video? I mean all the dead Blackpool employees on that video? Yeah. Me too.
The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, Relic Skies, Part 5. Phillips tool and die. I'd rather not do either. How can I help you? I'll see what I can do about that. Are you in position? I'm pretty much out of every line of sight there is. Because the cafe court is corporate neutral ground. Agents won't be able to move against each other without damaging their reputation. So why have me so far out of sight then? Croix mostly. He's probably scoping the entire area. And I did a little background check on him. It turns out he's an Avis. Mm, one of the Raptor people. With eyesight like that, it's no wonder he's a sniper. With eyesight like that, he could probably pick out a target from a mile away and hit it without using a scope. You really think he'd try to do that on an agreed discussion on neutral ground? No, but we should hold on to every advantage we can. He's probably already spotted me, so he's Undoubtedly looking for you. What about Trevor? Well, Red House is buzzing quite a bit, so he has to be close by. And you don't want Croix giving away my location so Trevor can sneak up on me with that optical armor. Well, I don't know about that. We did a pretty good number on that suit of his, and I'm sure he hasn't had time to repair it and probably can't afford a backup suit. Still, though, he's an espionage guy. That's not usually the only thing they have in their bag of tricks. Point taken. Why don't we run silent for a while? Call me as soon as the meeting is about to start, and uh, if anything goes wrong, hit the panic button. I'll come running. Same to you. Over and out. Out and over. Um, excuse me. Hi. Uh, hi. hi. Uh, Mr. Um, Phillips? I mean, I mean, Sir Phillips? I don't know if you remember me. I, yeah, I remember you. You're a Landau. You're Professor McCork's assistant. Yeah, that's me. Listen, I'm really sorry to bother you and all, but I saw you standing here, and I'm on my lunch break, and I just, I had a couple of questions for you. Do you have um, a few minutes of time? Because there's well, so many questions I want to ask you about Earth. Look, I'm technically working right now. I mean, I oh, really don't um, know that I have... Um, no, that's okay. It's really cool, right? I mean, I'm just, I didn't mean to bug you. I, mean, I just, it's okay. You know, it's, I, seriously, uh, I, I... You know, actually... I may have a couple of minutes here before I have to get started, so if you've got any questions, I might be able to answer them. Oh, thank you so much. You have no idea what this means to me. I just, I am so fascinated by the Earth. There's just so much I want to ask you about it. It's like, I mean, you really are that big a fan of the Earth. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I mean, come on. First off, it's like the human homeland. I mean, I was born here in the Midlands, but every human comes from Earth originally, so that's like, that's like we're all from. That's like, that's like blows my mind completely. Secondly, that's where all the tech comes from. That's where half the pop culture we follow comes from. I mean, this is great, you know? I mean, I see it in TV and movies all the time. I just, I've always wanted to go there. I've never been, huh? No. I wanted to go there before I came to school here in Baylor, but I couldn't afford the trip and the tuition. No, that's too bad. Do you ever go back there? A few times, visiting family, that sort of thing. Not recently, though. Oh. So, what's it like going back there from here? To be honest, it's kind of weird. I mean, I remember growing up there a bit, like my early childhood, but most of my life's been spent here in the Midlands, and I'm surrounded by all the kinfolk, you know, all people from all these different species and races and stuff, so going back to Earth and just being surrounded by Earthling humans is... just feels odd. Um, if you don't mind my asking, what is it like being from there and living here? Oh, <laughs> that. That's... You know, it can it can be a little weird sometimes, but it's, you know, you get used to it. So you get, like, a weird attitude from other races because you're an Earthling? Not nearly as much as I get it from Midlands humans, to be honest. Really? Yeah, you get this kind of vibe once in a while off of people, like, is this guy going to blow up and start screaming or, you know, take my wallet, <laughs> cut my throat or something? Dude, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I, that really sucks. Yeah, well, it is what it is. I didn't mean to bring up any bad feelings. I, I'm, I'm no, really look, sorry. So look, Lando, Lando, it's not your fault, really. It's just, uh, you know... Um, you know, to be honest, I'm not in the right frame of reference and of mind to have a conversation oh. like this right now. And plus, I am working. Okay. So, could we um, have this some other time? I promise, I'll tell you everything I know about the Earth. No, it's okay. I'm so, I'm really sorry about that. No, I, I really no, look forward to having that conversation later. But I'll just I'll get out of your way. That, I really apologize. Um, no, it's my fault. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Before I go back to the lab, I just huh? wanted to give you this. Oh, this is what? a ticket oh. um, to the big party we're doing next week. If you're in, still in town, could you please come to it? I think you'd have a really good time. Oh, sure. No, I, I'll try to make it. I'm. Sh- <laughs> um, could I have a what? Second ticket from Nero? 
My squire. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry about that. I didn't even think about it here. Okay, yeah, here you go. Thanks, and I promise we will do our best to make it if we're still around here. And Sweet. All right, Wait so a minute. You said you were going back to the lab? Yeah. The Metadyne lab. Well, yeah, that's my lunch break is over, uh, so I can Hold on, go hold on. Are to... you are you carrying a laptop in that bag of yours? Uh, yeah. Is it yours personally, or does it belong to the school? Well, actually, it belongs to the school. I mean, I use it to run the programs for the planetarium project. Oh, cool. All right, right. Is it backed up? Backed up. Dude, are you kidding me? It's triple wireless backed up to multiple locations every 15 minutes. You won't catch me with my pants around my ankles. Okay. I have a huge favor to ask of you. Uh, sure. I mean, if I can help. All right, good, good. I want to swap laptops with you. Now, this is mine. It's heavily modified. It's a Metadyne job. It's got some really sensitive information on it. It's password protected. I'm the only one who can access it without the codes. Uh Even so, please don't try to turn it on. It's got some really nasty, well, security system on it. Okay. Now, for the love of God, don't try to hook it up to any network connections. Um, okay. What do you want me to do with it? Take it to one of the secure tech centers. Here's my card. Give them this and tell them that I want them to put this in storage for me and don't let anybody touch it, all right? I'm going to take responsibility for that, for your equipment here, and I swear I will come personally and apologize to Professor McCork on your behalf if I make you late going back to his lab. Dude, you can totally count on me. Thank you so much. And don't let anybody see that you have it. Just bring it there, drop it off. All right, I will. Oh, just in time, too. I gotta go. Thank you, Lando. Dude, you're totally welcome. Moshi Moshi. Trevor and Croix just entered the courtyard. You ready? Am I ever. Be right there. Yo. Hmm. Any troubles with this? No, they both showed up right on time, as requested. You ever done one of these neutral ground meetings before? First time. Same for me, I suppose, but I've seen a few of them in my time. The protocol's pretty easy to remember. We all approach the table at the same time and sit down together. Don't make any threatening moves. Sounds easy enough. Shall we? Let's do. Gentlemen! Good to see you're open for a discussion. Oh, please, Sir Phillips. Don't act as if we're equals. You're only lucky we're stooping to consider you peers. Hello, I'm Croix. Nice to meet you in person. Hello. Hi. Croix, I would appreciate it if you would not try to undermine my upper hand at every opportunity. I was just showing professional courtesy. Shut up. Sorry. Still, I suppose I should give the two of you credit where credit is due. Astra isn't exactly loose-lipped about the location of their espionage agents, so the fact that you tracked us down and delivered a message to us is somewhat impressive. I just wrote on the wall of your MySpace page. Uh, we don't have a MySpace... Kreuz? What? I thought it would be a good way to keep contact with people. That's what LinkedIn is for. Oh, LinkedIn's no fun. Besides, we've got like 500 friends. Really? I mean, they're mostly mine, but still... I hear Plaxo's pretty good, too. Really? I never had that much luck with Plaxo. No, me neither. I'll keep a profile there just to be on the safe side. Can we get on with this, please? Use us. Sorry. Nothing personal. He just takes his job very seriously. Price? Sorry. You two called this meeting. What do you want? Well, Trevor, it's pretty simple. We would like to know exactly what you want with this laptop of mine. Oh, for Pete's sake, don't tell me you don't... I wouldn't have called this meeting if I knew... You're actually serious. They really didn't tell you, did they? Professional rivalries aside, we might be after the same goal. We might be able to help each other if we knew what you wanted. What I want is Ave Nova. For the last few weeks, the Astra Corporation has been plagued by an infection spreading like wildfire through all of our departments. It's left a wake of destruction, mayhem, and insanity among our employees, and ground the day-to-day work schedule to a bit of a halt. I understand, and you see, this is where we can probably help you. I would think you very much could help me, considering Metadyne is the one responsible for it. 
Huh? It first appeared in the offices of Metadyne. Were you aware of that? Of course I was aware of that. I was the first person assigned to the investigation. That's why they knighted me and sent me out here. I had the most expertise. Oh, really? Yes, really. Metadyne was just the first one to get hit by it. It's angelic in origin. Oh, don't be naive. Ave Nova is a carefully constructed virus released from the research facilities of Metadyne itself. Really, Trevor? How do you figure that? Because all of this has the fingerprints of Chandler Rayburn on it. A human who spent the first 15 years of his career for Metadyne as a technological headhunter. A man who formed alliances with many small companies whose products could easily be adapted to corporate espionage. Experts and programmers lured away, non-disclosure packs signed. Seems all a little bit under the table to me. You're being paranoid. Trevor. <laughs> Emma. Yes, you are. Our research shows that you and your squire visited the former offices of Blackpool Dynamics. What of it? Did you know that under Rayburn's guidance, Blackpool was developing technology for Metadyne? As a matter of fact, yes. And did you know that all of the employees of that office were made to sign non-disclosure and non-competition agreements with the Astra Corporation so that they wouldn't work for them, so that Astra would not know what Metadyne was developing? No, but that's pretty commonplace in corporate culture. Well, let's try this one. Were you aware of the fact that all of the employees of that office, including its manager, Donald Trent, have since died. As a matter of fact, we're aware of that, too. Well, then I guess I have to congratulate you on the thoroughness of your investigation. I can see I have few surprises in store. Oh, one more thing. Were you aware that 20 years ago, when Rayburn was a headhunter, that his partner was one Donald Trent? I can see from your expression, Sir Phillips, that you would make a very poor poker player. All right, I wasn't aware of that. I mean, you have to admit all of that is a bit of a coincidence, don't you think? Possibly. But we're getting off track here, Trevor. What does any of this have to do with me and Nero? Yes, and Hanover's computer. Here's another interesting coincidence, Sir Phillips. You had a meeting yesterday with Rayburn at a restaurant. Not a half an hour later, I was informed that another major catastrophic viral infestation has hit the infrastructure of Baylor. And at least one piece of very interesting speculation on the part of my company is that it originated from the hotel where you were staying. I've taken a bit of an interest in your career as a knight, Sir Phillips, and from Bell Tower right through Waterford and here to Baylor, you have brought a wake of destruction with you. Whether you're aware of it or not, and having met you in person, I'm willing to entertain either of those possibilities. You are spreading the Avenova virus. If you had been there at Waterford with us and saw what happened there, you'd know that's absolute bullshit. Well, I guess I'll never know, considering that no one in Waterford is willing to speak on the subject, seeing as Metadyne has moved in and invested heavily in the rebuilding of their town after an incident involving you. That laptop is responsible for the spread of Ave Nova. At worst, you are a collusionist. At best, you're a dupe. I assure you that you don't have the faintest idea what you're talking about. Well, if that's the case, then I guess I'll just have to find out for myself. Hand it over. Trevor? Gun out, Kreuz, now. You know, I hate to bring this up, but this is a public place in neutral ground. We did have an arranged meeting here. You're breaking just about every corporate ethics rule there is. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty big black mark on your reputation there, Trevor. The Astra higher-up's going to be pretty pissed with you. Only if I were taking these actions directly on their behalf, Miss Guillaume. You're working for a third party, aren't you? You're not doing this directly under the orders of Astra. It's a loophole, I'll admit, but I'm willing to take advantage of it. Trevor, is this true? Trice, you told me that we had an official mission. I said we had an employer. This is extremely unprofessional of you. I don't see... Trice, the bag! But you're just being a cowboy, aren't you, Trevor? This is all just a conspiracy theory that you're following through on on your own recognizance, so you'll look better to the higher-ups at Astra. I assure you, Sir Phillips, all of the information I've conveyed to you is absolutely true. Go ahead and look it up, or better yet... Why don't you ask Rayburn? In the meantime, I have an appointment to keep. Croyce, the bag. <sighs>
I do apologize for all of this. Well, you did say he took his job very seriously. Now then, thank you, Sir Phillips. You've been most helpful in my endeavor. And as for you, Miss Guillaume, you damaged an incredibly expensive piece of optical armor. I'm going to see that you pay for that. Oh, fine. Just send the insurance claim to Metadyne with my name attached. They'll pay for it. They'd better. All right, Croix, let's go. Well, that went awfully well, didn't it? Swimmingly. Croix is working for an unknown third party. He's stolen your Ave Nova-infected laptop, and God knows what's going to happen when they hook it up to some sort of network to analyze it. Who knows what kind of apocalypse we're going to unleash on Baylor. Mm-hmm. In fact, now that you mention it, we're not even sure what Metadyne or Rayburn are even up to, are we? Nope. I mean, even though we know Ave Nova's been around for a really long time, you said yourself that it might be waiting for something to trigger it. To wake it up, maybe Metadyne gave us the laptop on purpose for that to happen, which is why it all went to hell in Waterford and why it's all going to hell here, isn't it? Could definitely be the case. And you're just sitting here, staring off into space, calmly brooding over something. You didn't actually give him the laptop, did you? No, I didn't. You swapped it earlier and it's off in a safe place now? Yeah. You probably should have checked that bag before he took it. That's a really amateur mistake. Yeah, well, he's an eager beaver, isn't he? We should probably get out of here before he realizes he's screwed up and comes back guns blazing. You're awfully moody for someone who's pulled off a pretty swift move. When I talked to Rayburn yesterday, Donald Trent came up in the conversation and he acted like he'd never heard the name before. He's a CEO. He's not obligated to tell you everything. I want to know what side I'm really on. Fair enough. What do we do now? First, we get some answers from Rayburn. Then we find out who Trevor and Croix are working for. And then we get the laptop back. Right. Wait, you already said the laptop's in a safe place. I want the bag back. It's got all those cool gadgets that Metadon gave me still in there. Oh. And I got some personal effects. Right. And some souvenirs we got from okay. Waterford. Oh, and there's free coupons. Oh, all right, all right, all right. You have been listening to The Account, A Tale of the Waking Worlds, written and performed by Cayenne Chris Conroy. The part of Palance Dokes, the DJ, was played by Tom Campbell, who can be reached at tontocampbell.blogspot.com. The part of Flipper from TechDorm5 was played by Anthony Anselmo, who can be reached at ashantinolemon.com slash wordpress or anthonyanselmo.com slash wordpress, where you can hear his podcast, Ashanti No Lemon, the Gay Comedy Podcast, and the T-Formers Podcast. The account is part of the Technical Difficulties Podcast series. Cayenne Chris Conroy can be reached at techdiff at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on the show over at techdiff.com or join the discussions at techdiff.freeforums.org or follow on Twitter at twitter.com slash techdiff. Back again next week with episode six of The Account, Relics Guys. And speaking of The Account, Relics Guys, thanks for all you people who gave me the positive feedback on the show so far. Evidently, I scared the bejesus out of a bunch of you with that last episode uh, as, as reported on Twitter and uh, to emails to me. It, uh, it's going well, I guess. Uh, you seem to really all be enjoying this. And I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of myself, and thank you so much for listening. I'd also like to thank everybody who donated uh, to the uh, PayPal thing, over at techdiff at gmail.com. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm $200 away from buying Speakerphone 2. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go over to audioease.com. Look up Speakerphone 2. There'll be a little demo of the product there that would enhance the production of my show greatly. And I would really like, uh, if, if you could go out there and... and um, and, you know, donate some money to me via PayPal. I'm $200 away from buying this $500 program. I would really appreciate it if you guys could, could if, if 20 of you could give me $10 or if 
10 of you could give me $20 or whatever it is. If I could just, I'm $200 away. There's no rush to buy the thing, but I'd really, really like to get this program, and that would be very cool. Thank you so much. And I'd really like to thank Tom Campbell and Anthony Anselmo for chipping in this week to help out with the production. Well, they chipped in actually a couple of weeks ago, about three weeks ago, actually, with a little piece I wrote for them uh, with uh, Anthony as the paranoid uh, with the paranoid student in the tech dorm, and Tom, of course, reprising his roles as Palance Dokes, the goblin DJ over at Baylor One. And uh, Anthony nailed his character really well. Very funny for performance. I should put up the rest of it. He actually sent... I'll do that on a, when maybe when the series is winding up or something. He did a whole spiel where he went off the rails with the character, and it was very, very funny, but it was a little bit too long for what I was trying to do. Um, in fact, I may have trimmed some of my own dialogue out of there. And Tom... Good Lord, man. He nails it every time. This is one of those great moments that you get here. I got this so far. So far, so good. I've had three people working extra on this podcast with me. I may have mentioned this before, but if I didn't, I'll mention it again. I've had three people, Tom, Anthony, and my friend Dano, have all contributed some vocals to this. And uh, Dano is live in person here in my booth, and, and Tom and Anthony are elsewhere. Tom's in England, and Anthony's in um, is in Ohio. And all three of them nailed it, and it's amazing. I've just I was always a little bit nervous about giving stuff out to other people, especially people I couldn't direct directly and have them send it back to me. But all three of them have nailed it. But I got to give special props to Tom because I keep sending him stuff, saying I need you to do this as if you were a BBC radio DJ, and he is a DJ. I mean, he is a he is a new he is, he does present he does do radio in in England. Uh, very good job with radio in England. If you go over to his uh, to his uh, thing I mentioned earlier, that would be Tom Campbell at tomcampbell.blogspot.com or sorry, excuse me, tontocampbell.blogspot.com You can check out some of the radio work that he does there Well, he'll mention it and give you links to what he does. But he always sends it back to me and it's not only, it's one of these rare moments that you'll get when you collaborate like this. He not only gives me back everything I wanted, he gives me much more. It's perfect. Perfect every time. Thank you, Tom. You rule. Anyway, I'm going to get out of your ears right now and stop wasting time with me blathering along. Tune in again next week. We'll have a brand new episode of The Account, and you'll see where it goes from there. Bye. Do not adjust your sets. You're tuned to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow on Mutual is Thursday Thrillers, our roundup of action, adventure, mystery, crime, drama, and thrillers, of course. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of diverse audio tales. Or find the Thursday Thrillers feed in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.